Hey guys, how's it going this morning? Uh, Frank with Tidely here, coming to you with another episode of Modern Church Leader. Uh, super excited. Last week, got to spend some time with Dean, and uh, this week, back interviewing uh, church leaders, and really excited about today's guest. Uh, he happens to be a doctor. He's in California, uh, you know, part of a great church um, in Berkeley, and we're just going to talk about church engagement. Uh, so definitely stick around. I'd love to hear from you, like, where are you at? Uh, where's your church at? How's church during COVID been? Uh, what are you guys learning? You know, just use the comments, participate. Uh, we love to take some questions from there and uh, also just encourage our guests. So without further ado, let me pop in. Hey, Garfield, how's it going? I'm good. How's it going, Frank? It's uh, it's awesome. And uh, I guess today you went with the the crazy colorful shirt, so we changed up the theme of the show, and we've got <laughs> new colors in the backgrounds, and uh, we're just having a good time. <laughs> yes, we are. You know, my you know tribute to my cartoons. I love cartoon sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were chatting before. I mean, my kids are uh, super into cartoons, uh, Transformers and Legos, to be specific. Um, what what's your favorite cartoon, like childhood or now? I'm not sure. But what's your what's your favorite all time cartoon? Well, right now it has to be Phineas and Ferb. Okay, <laughs> uh, I think I've watched every episode at least I don't know twice. Easy, really? <laughs> oh yeah, that's amazing. Now, are your kid your kids or wife watch with you, or is this like no. okay, that's no. just that's bad time? <laughs> no, my, my wife would rather watch uh, actually remodeling cars or cooking channels, stuff like that. You know, so. Well, um, we, have, we have a very creative house, so everyone has their own little thing that they enjoy. Right, right, right. Wow. My my wife's all about the remodeling like or the house yeah. stuff and cooking stuff, but not the remodeling cars. She doesn't want anything to do with that. She love it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, well, Garfield, man, I super appreciate you coming on the show. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got into ministry, what you do at your church, talk to us about your church. In Berkeley, and uh, just give us kind of the background. Yeah, sure. Um, I was actually born and raised in Jamaica, um, and I know usually people say everyone's from Kingston. Well, I am from Kingston. Went to high school in Kingston, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I, you know, so I grew up there, and pretty much born into uh, all the men. Ironically, are pastors in my family. Really? So, yes. Yeah, so, um, but my dad was also a musician. So for me, I chose the music path. Um, there's no way I was going to be a pastor. Um, I tried very hard not to be a pastor. I did all the music stuff. Um, then I, when I came here to the U.S., I actually went to music school, went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston. I mean, okay. that was going to be my life. Then you make a deal with God. Say, God, if you do this, <laughs> then I'll do that. And so I did and end up going to seminary. Um, and and then it's just like, what was, the, what was the deal? God, if you make me a great drummer, I'll become a pastor. Like, I don't know. So it was just one of those things where I was comfortable making enough you know, money as an underwriter and I uh, want to do some exams. And I said, okay, if I pass these exams, then I'll, I'll just go to seminary. You know, just one of those things just and uh, passed all the exams. And so I decided to honor my, you know, my, <laughs> my, my part of the, the deal and yeah, went to seminary and, that was it. But I was always in, in, involved in church. So I was always a worship pastor. But for me, I just wanted to do my own thing. I never, I never liked the idea of being paid by a church. Right, um, right. So, so it was just real difficult for me. So I just wanted to do my own thing. 
Um, but after I went to seminary, I was traveling around doing, you know, worship conferences, uh, things like that. And then slowly and surely found myself, you know, getting more and more into ministry uh, from being um, just a music director, going in to different places. Then I was, and I was still traveling doing our stage plays, like scoring music and all that stuff. Okay. Um, and then. What, what, pause real yeah, quick. Mm -hmm. What was your music major in? Like, what did you, or what instruments did you get into? Like, what part of the music, you know, world was your, kind of your thing? Well, uh, so primarily piano. I wanted to do, um, um, okay. studied professional uh, music at Berkeley, um, Berkeley College in Boston. And when I moved to Florida, uh, they wanted someone to just teach some piano class. And the worship pastor did at the time, she was like, hey, you need someone to over to the orchestra. And I was like, sure. You know, and uh, I was so, even though I was playing the piano, I was writing music for all kinds of instruments um, from the violin, viola, like from scratch. So, okay. wow. So even though I didn't play all those other instruments, because I you know could read read them it was easy to write for all of them so trombone euphonium I mean instruments sometimes that I've never even heard of you know just pop in <laughs> so it was just a lot of fun just doing that but it wasn't until um when I went to get my doctorate that you know my pastor he was like okay um it's it's time to stop doing this but I was real comfortable I was teaching seminary classes right. all that stuff so I was like I'm good writing music teaching seminary classes doing church planting, I'm, I'm good. You know, there's no need to, he's like, no, but you gotta, you know, you gotta branch out. So, um, and that's when I actually had to leave my home church, so to speak, and went to a little town um, called Anacortes, Washington. Um, it's, it's a town of maybe 17,000 people at the time. Okay. And, which was much different from Florida because I'm coming from a you know 5,000 member church, um, four campuses, um, with a diverse group going to Anacortes, Washington, where the average age inside our church was probably about 50. Easy. And um, you were 20-something at the time? No, this was recent. I was, in, I was still, um, this was only a few years ago with, with that. Um, so three years, actually, uh, okay. we went there. and But it was just so unique because all, all this time in Florida, we had like 1,200 people in our young adults ministry. And now I'm going to a church where it's rare to find, you know, younger people, right. and, you know, and it's just, it was quite interesting going there to leading worship and singing, as well as being the associate pastor, um, preaching a lot more. So it was definitely a little bit, you know, different from what I'm accustomed to, because all I did, mostly I should say, was, was in the worship vein and teaching, but now I'm actually leading more and singing and, and preaching. And it's like, okay, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. um, the not um the and then of course the the demographic was much different because we had only about a hundred um, African Americans in the entire city. Oh, in the whole city, <laughs> in the whole city. So it's oh, a wow. total change compared to um, Florida. Yeah, yeah, totally. right. So, so it was just one of those things. But but somehow my wife and I were always found herself um, in that demographic. It's always the case, whether it's in the classroom or our friends. It's always been where we'd be considered the minority because we, our friends are diverse. Right. Um, even before moving, um, because I always say my wife is more Jamaican than I am. 
<laughs> but it was, it was she not from Jamaica. <laughs> no, she's born okay. and raised in Florida. But when you, okay. get, but she can speak our you know the dialect and everything. So. I, I um, think she's yeah. on watching live right now. I'm sure she is. I, I see her. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, yes, she is. She that that's <laughs> there she is. Yeah, she she's watching. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so all the food, everything, it's uh it was just one of those things. Grew up in a very diverse um environment. Um, but for me, um I didn't mention earlier is that I've been doing church planting um every year since 1997 all the way to 2017. Um, so um, in Florida, I was playing at, at our Spanish campus. I didn't speak the language, but I knew the music. Right. <laughs> so, um, so just some of those things where that helped um, with the transition from Florida because of the fact that um, just having a diverse um, um, background with all right. that. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, love that. So talk to us about the church you're at now. You're the associate pastor. You've been yes. there for uh, just over a year, year and a half. A little a little over a year. And it's in mm -hmm. Berkeley, California. Yes. And, and this uh, is now different. Yeah. <laughs> so as you can see, um they, so of course me being African American and um or the pastors was white and it's an Asian American church. So it's that much different. Right, right. And also millennials. So so you're having a so so senior or lead pastors white, mm -hmm. there's you, uh, you know, the black associate pastor, and then there's a mostly Asian American congregation yes. that are that are millennial aged, uh, which right. is probably super like there's probably not many of that kind of congregation around, uh, in a sense. So yeah, super, super diverse and, and interesting. Love it. it. It is. And, um, and I think one of the blessings is that we're right down the street from UC Berkeley. So, yeah. um, so we have a lot of the college students there. Um, in fact, I mean, we just now have, of course, except for a few um, couples that have given birth recently, we only have like three kids under 18. And, wow. Um, How old is the church? Kids. How long has the church been around? 18 years uh, this year, actually. Okay. Um, so it's been around for a while. Um, and yeah. so let's, I mean, that's cool. And yeah, I lo love the connection to Berkeley. Mm -hmm. It's great to kind of have like churches around college campuses and things like that. Um, I'm sure Berkeley's a, a, a tough city in, in a sense uh, to, you know, share the gospel and and talk about Jesus and the Bible and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe that's for another show, another time. Sure. sure. <laughs> um, how's it been? Let's kind of jump in, right? We're talking about how to boost engagement. Uh, and you guys have been doing some unique things. But what was it like? Give us the journey from, you know, March 15th, lockdowns kind of hit. Uh, and, you know, church online kind of starts for a lot of churches up through now. Like, how mm -hmm. did it? What did it look like at the beginning for you guys and, and what's your journey been like with Church Online? Well, pretty simple for us is that we weren't ready for it <laughs> um, because we, we were never online at all. So we never had live stream going. And the very first week, we're literally scrambling to say, okay, what are we going to do? We knew we had to have service. Um, so um, we grabbed all kinds of webcam. Um, and um, so, um, my oldest son, he's actually studying film. So he had lighting. So we brought lights and, you know, and, the, and um, our, you know, worship team, they came into 
the pastor's living room and we just transformed it into our space. Yeah. And so so that was our, our live stream a moment, just starting off with webcams and see how it will work. Um, download some free software to stream. So that's literally how things start. We weren't ready for it at all. Um, we had our prayer room at the service was Discord, you know, and uh, so of course, uh, you know, just just finding different ways to engage because we weren't quite sure what would happen. Because uh, if you know anything about having um, an Asian um, community, um, we're it's very relational. Um, so having a digital space is not um, the ideal situation. Is so, right. so that was very um, you know kind of a weird feeling for us though. Right, right. Which is probably true for most churches, just in right. general. Yes, churches like I want to give you a hug, and I'm you <laughs> exactly. know family, and and like being together is actually mm -hmm. the point, you know. And so all of a sudden, every church is like a fish out of water, not right. knowing what to do. Yeah, one one of the things for us is that we have a, a great college ministry. Um, 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 as as far as I know, um, um, so the the college pastor, um, he, so, so having that, um, the way how the, you you find they were the first ones to actually jump and do different things. So while the leaders were trying to figure out, okay, what do we do? They were already starting up a lot of different things. Um, because the school gave them Zoom accounts, so they were creating all kinds of things, saying, hey. We got to keep community going. So right. before we could even say, here's where we're going, they already started making a good steps or different steps to get engaged uh, with doing different things. Love that. Uh, so, yeah. <clears throat> so, so yeah, I would say, um, um, I know there's some things they mentioned about us uh, uh, starting up, but some of the ways that we, we did was, uh, um, so all hands were in deck when we first started out, just getting not quite sure how it is, you know, weren't quite sure what the restrictions are with COVID. We just kind of like pack the house out, just do what you got to do. Right. Um, and initially it was a panic to, and I, I would, not initially panic, I should say, but just the, I guess the pressure to keep doing what we've always been doing. Um, right. The worship, the, all the different things that we were accustomed to. Um, but we had like to reproduce church, in-person church. Exactly. On the internet, like right. somehow do everything the same. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't practical, um, you know, that, I mean, you find that you get more burnt out doing that. Um, so we have to get creative with, with doing that. And then, uh, so we, we first start with live stream, but now we actually do premiere, um, because yeah. it feels a little bit more safer in terms of if you lose electricity, stuff like that, you know, and yeah. I feel like a lot of churches <laughs> have, have done, have gone that direction, like over the course of however many months it's been uh nine months like did live did right. something real simple tried to reproduce what they were doing in person figured out that's really hard and doesn't mm -hmm. doesn't translate well and then over time kind of learned how to create a service um plan that was built for an online kind of audience and communication and started doing pre-recorded you know like at least portions of it, if not all of it, and mm -hmm. then premiering it maybe with bookends that are live or something like that. Like a lot of people have made that kind of transition over, you know, six to nine months. Yeah, sure. I mean, we we do the uh, when we did live, it it was okay to just pray, but you didn't you didn't really get the impact. So what we did was we we moved everything to premiere, but then we have um, Zoom prayer rooms. So at the end of the service, you can get prayer with you know face to face in the Zoom rooms, and the pastor right. just go into some chat room or just say prayer blanket prayer. 
so that gives that kind of a live feel where yeah. you all watch a service together and then if you need prayer you can just go in the prayer room so that's been something that we've we've been doing consistent i mean it works for us consistently so yeah yeah love that um so you went to premiere and so mm -hmm. that means you're pre-recording everything now correct um, like what what does that look like what's your weekly production schedule to pre-record everything and put together service and are you in the building recording everything or what what's yeah like just what's it look like to yeah. produce your service yeah so the the worship team um they um they've been going to um uh, they record in the build in the building on the on sundays so pretty much using the same sunday routine to record for the for the upcoming sunday a week ahead got it a week ahead so because we have our sermon calendar so they can get a chance to see what's coming up um now when i'm if i'm going to be preaching i try to do mine on thursdays because i preach at different locations so i i, I don't preach inside so in okay. fact this is my, i'm always somewhere uh from the battleship to open space locations by the water i know so just different things I'm, i've always done um some but most times if the senior pastor is preaching he'll do his on like a wednesday or so um or a college pastor he'll do his on a thursday so it just varies um, right. with that so we put everything together usually on by the weekend but every okay. piece is going out yeah now you i love what you said you you like to go elsewhere like you're not in the building you're recording in different yeah. locations what what sparked that idea and what like how has it been received like do people dig it do they like that you're kind of coming to them from a different place and it's like where's waldo every time you it, preach it, it is it, it's and it's so the very first week i would say it was pr pretty much close to a train wreck because um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time i did it i went to the top of a mountain and uh and we had birds squawking everywhere and oh yeah and, and by this i didn't you know necessarily know how to get the audio the right way and uh, i had to record that one two days in a row because the first day i went I had people trying to get the best view of the city. One guy literally just walked right into my shot, saw me, you know, recording, and he just started recording his own thing. Then he fell. It was just kind of was just kind of like uh, then the the bird squawking in the Dude, background. You're gonna have, you're gonna have a post COVID bloopers reel, like you're gonna have material for days. Absolutely, you know, it was literally like that. Um, but they loved it because it was different. And then I finally found ways to get the audio better, but. I could never get rid of the birds. It doesn't matter where I went, there was always a bird. And it was always when it was time for prayer. The birds would just come out of nowhere and just literally perch in the background. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, I think I did something that was indoor and someone was kind of like, what? Past the Garfield inside? Wait, where am I? Because it doesn't matter what it was. I'm, I mean, I've done the hikes to do the sermon. It just just different things because people are tired of just staring at a screen right and uh, i think just by giving them something else to look at it gives a different mindset um i think one of the most memorable ones too was uh i was recording and there's a dog that was in the background just running back and forth you can see in the, the puppy all the way back so i tried to re-record the uh the sermon and uh right in the middle of me recording the dog left from where it was ran all the way up and just jumped into my wife's lap. She was sitting on the ground. He just, just jumped at her. <laughs> so, and I saw him coming and I'm saying to myself, I don't care what happened. I'm going to keep preaching. It's just, Preach on. <laughs> yeah. But once he jumped 
on her, I was like, okay, it's over. It's just not going to happen anymore. But it was just those things because it just gives, I mean, the, the attention span is not there. And I feel like if someone gets tired of staring at a wall, they can find something that's to look at right. while they're listening. Um, so, and especially now with, with today's generation where they can multitask doing several things at the same time. So I think just changing it up helps. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really love that. I mean, there's a reason why movies change scenes and have right. things moving. There's a reason why like news outlets have like, they're switching the screen up like they're bringing in guests. They're going mm -hmm. from two people to three people to one person. And there's things moving in the background and there's a right. bottom thing. Like there's a reason all that stuff is going on and it's, you know, it's media. And so obviously they've learned these things and they've perfected them and they know how to do it. Churches, none of us know how to do this stuff. Right. But there's definitely a purpose behind a lot of those things. And in a way you kind of stumbled into doing that just by going outside and switching up locations and having some fun. And it, it makes it like visually interesting to your church. And, you know, it kind of grabs their attention just a little bit more because there's something different about it. Sure. It, yeah. it, definitely, it definitely works. I think we should, more churches should actually do that. Um, it's, it's something that they call, you know, where you say it to uh, disrupt your visuals, just changing it up. Um, even, even our MCs is the same thing because uh, um, a lot of churches will have like a campus pastor, an online pastor where it's the same face. Well, we have nine different faces that kind of host the service for us. So you just you never know who's going to do that. Every sorry, week. sorry. Does that rotate every week? You rotate the person or the couple people that are emceeing? Every week. Every okay. week is a different person. So you, so you just never know um, who's going to be emceeing. And also the worship team is, is, is different. So, so it's never the same. So when you talk about diversity, everything is diverse for us because we have multiple worship teams. Um, we have multiple emcees. Um, the preaching is diverse because, I mean, I'll be in a random location. And so it's just, so it's just all different with how everything's done. Yeah. Um, how do the MC, are the MCs MCing live? No. Okay. So they're, they're pre-recorded as well. <clears throat> did you, you didn't, or like the did you start with MCs at the beginning or did you incorporate MCs somewhere along the way? Incorporate. Because, okay. And, How's that gone for you guys? I, I just, I think there's this idea of like having a host for your service mm -hmm. uh, in the online environment that kind of changes like the, the dynamic and the feel and the engagement. Um, so just for the audience, like what, what's an MC and kind of how are you guys seeing them be effective? Sure. I, I think when you look at the service, you don't have a lot of room for creativity. Um, because the worship is the worship. You can't change much of that. And, and as, right. unless you have a sermon illustration, you can't change that. So it's so when you have an MC, all they're doing, there are four levels for it. So the first one, we have someone that uh, pretty much engaged the, the audience to say, hey, you know, let's worship together. Do the, you know, and they get the, everyone excited about that and opposed to having the worship leader do that. We have the MC to do that. Then after that's over, we have MCs there to pray a traditional prayer from that, do some announcements, um, introduce um, the speaker, um, also to encourage everyone to get involved into our small groups for the week and even get into the prayer room. So those things help. But also the biggest thing for us is that since people want community, 
Well, that's their way of getting community because you're seeing nine different faces. So, in opposed to seeing the same faces, you get to see different members within um, our church community. Right. So that's that was our way of integrating those different faces is to have them, and then also they're all different personalities. Um, and these guys weren't necessarily on our MC list. We just found the most random person yeah. and say, "Hey, can you do this?" Let's train. Exactly, and that's what we did. And um, and I'll tell them if I'm preaching outside, I'll say, "Hey, I'm going to be by the waters. If you can get by the water, go by the water as well." And we just just do that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Um, so you guys are streaming to Facebook Live. I think I recall. Yeah. Is, that, is that your main destination? What what kind of things are you guys trying to do on Facebook? Like during the service, do you have moderators that are chatting? Are you kind of engaging, or do you ask questions to get people in the comments? Like. Mm -hmm. What's going on in, in that sense in terms of using the Facebook platform during yeah. your live stream? So we so we do two things. We do Facebook, but we also do the online church, you know, okay. um, that they have. So uh, now the online church, we 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 have that set up where a lot of people just want to pretty much go to church, not be bothered, and just watch a service, not much dialogue. So you find yeah. less engagement there. On Facebook, you have all the engagement. So we have different moderators there, but I also don't like to use um, the church name I like when people can see the personalities. So in opposed to having someone be an admin to moderate the chat, we actually have different members from the welcome team right. with their actual names engaged. So, and even our sermons, we actually have questions that we ask within the sermons just to gauge you know, feedback from that as well. So those right. are all of the different things we do. And you'll <laughs> see days where they, they want to talk, you'll have hundreds of different comments and their days when it's much quiet. Um, right. it's, it's really quiet around the sermon time because our church, they love taking notes. So once the sermon starts, you know it's going to be less dialogue within that. So that's uh, the main yeah. reason of doing that, which is everyone goes to our the home groups, we call them, um, most of say life groups or the home groups. Um, they all have that. When we come together, it's more for that uh, larger picture of just to have dialogue. So you'll find them say, hey, Johnny, what's going on? They type and stuff like that, or they laugh about something. That's their engagement since they can't be physical together. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, how, how does it work uh, or how have you seen it play out when like you're preaching and maybe you've got a question and you're like, hey, guys, like answer in the chat or something like that. Do you do that pretty often? Does that spark some good conversation and kind of engagement with people? It, it, it works. I think one of the things is that we don't ask questions where you're like waiting for an answer. Um, so, but by different things, but if you ask a question like, hey, what's your favorite fruit? I mean, everyone's going to go along the dialogue. And then because you know what you're trying to drive at, you go through. And so I'll ask a question, but also give my answer. Right. Um, and, and then different people will go through and you learn different things about people. So when you ask questions that will spark an interest, then you have others who are watching will get engaged. Um, right. And so, so those are things that I'll do. I might ask a question to say, hey, if you've done this before, do this. And they'll and I'll say, hey, look for this person who might be struggling with this. Or what's one word that will describe your week? And you'll write it in there. And, and that's okay. Now let's pray for each other. Look in the comments and find different people who have been doing it. Let's all pray. So, so that way, there's an engagement there. And yeah. I'll, pr I'll prep the prayer team in advance if I'm going to say something that requires an engagement um, from them to say, hey, I'm going to say this. Or the pastor is going to say this. Or whoever's preaching is going to say something. Right. Look for this response. That way you can engage that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there's just something to like the, you know, whoever's preaching, 
like doing something to engage the audience. And I agree with you. You're not going to ask these crazy deep questions and wait for answers and all that kind of stuff. You're going to do it in a kind of a smart way, right. short answers, one words, favorite fruit, where are you watching from, whatever, like yeah. just stuff that kind of creates some of that. And, you know, also getting good at maybe incorporating it into the sermon somehow. Um, you know, I think it's that added, like you're switching scenes and you're doing things and going right. places. And then you're, you're, you're cr trying to create a little bit of a dialogue during the sermon. Cause you have that opportunity on so like you can't do it as much in person because it's sure. kind of weird people are yelling out from the audience right. um, uh, to some extent uh but you know there's that medium of creating a little bit of a dialogue and i think it really helps boost you know what's going on and people not zoning out while they're maybe sitting at home on their couch uh watching you're absolutely right and i mean different things that we of course like i mentioned to you earlier before we came on about our church app that we have um which was something that we we actually started using. We didn't have the app before. And when we we used it for another medium. So what we do is each week uh, our lead pastor posts a devotional that's okay. only available within the app. And then we do a bi-weekly blog within the app as well. So these um, features are only available within the app. Right. So, so we're trying to so we drive different things and that way we can have an engagement wherever. And we also do the podcast. Um, just for the services. So just making sure that wherever you are, um, we can um, cater to you. Right, right. No, I love that. I mean, I guess as kind of jumping from the service. Mm -hmm. So you guys started, um, I mean, uh, we didn't really jump into it, but obviously right. you're, you're been a Tidely customer for quite a number of years, um, but you just started using the custom church app like right around COVID time. Yeah, we, so we started it and thinking about it, and, and but we never got into it much because we're trying to figure out, okay, how do we, onboard our church right Even with the satrms the, the management software as well so we had all those and we needed to find ways to onboard the church and then COVID happened is like oh what better way let's go uh, <laughs> so so we've used the app and also um the, the management software we use that for attendance so we do attendance for our home groups um and the reason for that is we want to make sure that no one is slipping through the cracks so we actually measure our church database with those who are actually a part of the, our home groups. And if we right. find people missing, we actually reach out to them. So the app came into play where like, hey, sign up for the app and use it. You can give, you can do this, and you can actually watch the service within the app. So we used all the configurations within the app just yeah. to get people engaged wherever. And everyone's using one of the three platforms that we have, whether it's the app, online church, or Facebook. So someone's watching from wherever. Right. Well, I love what you said about how you're using the app too. And I think that's a good thing for people to take away. Um, like you're, you obviously post all your sermons, um, which is great in the podcast kind of feature, but you said you're doing uh, twice a week, like devotionals or, or Bible studies that you're posting in the app. Yeah, yes. So we, so we use, uh, so we have the every Wednesday. So tomorrow will be another day where there's a devotional that's in there yeah. and then we also have a blog that we post on a Monday. Um, so they can go in and they can read a blog or they can, you know, go through and we can, we use the on-demand feature, which is, right. I, I love that because the on-demand feature, not only feature the, uh, the, the devotional, but all the sermons that's there, they can literally just watch any sermon because they're all right. just that's there right within the app. So in opposed to saying, go to YouTube or go find this or that, we're just like, just get the app right, right there. Yeah, like point everybody back to the app for all right. the things, and that way you kind of. And then when you post like a, a a devotional or a Bible study, 
and do you guys use the push notification feature to kind of let everyone know like, Hey guys, there's a new, you know, a new piece of content, uh, in the app, go check it out today. So, so we use the, the push notification, but also a lot of Facebook posting as well to do that. Yeah. And if you go to our website, also you, you, you'd find that we have all the schedules there um, because they can watch it there. So what we do at the website is that we schedule times throughout the day. Um, so all those things are on, you can see, so we have that on the website, maybe like five, six times on a Wednesday and on a Thursday, right. but then in the app, they can see that. So you see it. So there's a schedule of everything. So, which, so whichever way you want to watch it, it's, it's there. Right. And I think it's just because you can never find too many ways to do it. Cause we always think that everyone's on Facebook. Well, not everyone's on Facebook Yeah. So to catch them, whether it's Facebook or if it's on the app or it's on our website. Um, and of course you have the prayer chat, which is, so we used all the different features. I've been working with the guys at Tidely for, for a while just to get the right features that we want. The I said right. yes or the prayer chat that's on there. People post the prayer request that's in there and we can just respond to those. So all different ways. Right. We used all the features. Yeah. Are you guys, um, do you use the live notes capability? And oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's another great way to kind of, you said your church is, is one that like really likes to take mm -hmm. notes. So getting people like in the app, what maybe they're watching the sermon on their TV because they're at home, but they have right. the app going to take notes and they're getting in there. Um, and you're just driving people back into the app for all kinds of content, praying, taking notes, listening to the sermon, maybe catching last week's, you know, if they're out on right. a walk, like all that kind of stuff. I love that. And we, and we embed all the zoom links in there. So if you're trying to figure out, okay, you know, where do I get prayer during service? I mean, you can just go to app, click there. It's right there. Right. Um, if you want to get in, you know, connected to a, a, a home group, we have them listed there as well. So just all these different features that we have in there, make it easy. So in the post of trying to remember, well, what's the Zoom link or what's this? Just go to the app, you click it, it just right. takes you right there. It's always there. Yeah, always yeah, there. No, that's, that's brilliant. Um, man, Pastor Garfield, this has been awesome. Uh, I want to be, <laughs> I want to be mindful of your time sure. and everyone else's time. But what? Uh, I mean, any closing thoughts? Like, are you thinking about or starting to do any other things that are creating more engagement um, with the church as church online kind of keeps going mm -hmm. on? Yeah, so I think one of the things, because we can't necessarily meet in person, however, we will, so what we've been doing is that we focus now for the rest of the fall that we do all our home groups virtually, um, because that's the heartbeat of our church. We always said that we are a church of home groups, not a church with home groups. Um, so we so we drive it virtually. But then what we do on, the, on, the, on Saturdays is that we have... Um, in-person gatherings in the parks, wherever, like the men's ministry or the women's ministry or the young adults. So we do those in-person out there. And, and so that kind of like bridge engagements and opposed to waiting for the entire church to meet, we just find different small um, gatherings outside. So while you're getting the, you know, the community of, of your home groups, then outside you can get like, like we're going on a hike this weekend. Well, the men's right. ministry is going to hike. So those different things you do or play volleyball. So those things help. So I would say that's the best thing to do. But I would also say um, focus primarily on your strengths. For us, it was our worship and our sermon. And then we just build around that. Um, so just don't overcomplicate the simple. And yeah. that would be the biggest thing. Just don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Keep keep it simple. Do the yes. things you're good at. And uh you know, keep trying stuff. I feel like that's what I heard from you is like, you guys have grown in your ability to do church online 
over you know the six nine months uh and gotten better and better at it and we're changing again this our, our sunday service again so we so now we actually made our service shorter so now we've, we've gone from having a 90 minute to 80 minute service to now a 60 minute service that we're pretty much having between 60 and 75. I so mean, just shorter and shorter evolving to make it you know work in this medium so no i appreciate yeah. that uh pastor garfield thanks for your time today where okay. tell us real quick where can folks go to just check you guys out and maybe look at how you're doing some of your live streams and all that sure they can um, our website uh, lw.church pretty simple um lw.church LW. that's amazing you got a <laughs> domain um love that love that well guys uh everyone tuning in live uh super appreciate you guys uh you know we we would appreciate like the show subscribe all the things uh, but mostly just say thanks to pastor garfield in the comments uh for his time today and uh we will catch everybody next week on tuesday same time and uh we'll have another great guest so thanks everybody thank you pastor garfield sure thanks bye